Welcome, ladies and gentlemen, to the Heavy Touch Podcast. I am Robbie Lehman. Joined with me today is the one, the only, Jordan Loperina. How you doing, buddy? I'm good. Good. Glad to be here. It's been a while since I've done a podcast, and I'm looking forward to it. Rock I think the and last roll. time we actually worked together was like in college. Rock and roll. Um, I'm sad you cut your COVID hair. Let's just start with that. <laughs> yeah. About five and a half inches came clean off, but uh, it, it does feel a lot better. Yeah, I think it probably affected the scale as well. It was getting so long. <laughs> uh, Got to love when you're losing, that, yeah. losing weight from hair loss Absolutely. for sure. Yeah. Um, well, let's just uh, get into here because uh, for those of you listening, hopefully you're familiar with the Heavy Touch newsletter. Been running that for a month or so, a little quarantine project. Um, you can go to theheavytouch.substack.com and find that. Uh, I brought my good friend here uh, in this week because he is a Big Ten football expert. And I figured with the uh, league kicking off this weekend, which we're all grateful for, there's no one better to come in and help me figure out which Premier League team is associated with which Big Ten team. So um, you can check those posts out, Jordan. Uh, You did not disappoint me. New comments. Um, I know you have worked in some capacities uh, with football in the past, college football, and you know there might be a time or two where you had to hold your tongue. But uh, did yeah. you enjoy free flowing out there on the newsletter? I did. I had some fun. Uh, it was, you know, there's there's definitely some things that come along with where I've worked in the past where you gotta maybe you know keep a tight lip on a few actual thoughts and opinions, and it was fun to kind of. Let them fly here, and I mean, we're doing it for fun. I'm not, you know, hope I'm not actually offending anybody here uh, with some of the jokes and stuff that I made. But, uh, but yeah, uh, it was it was a good time to kind of just let it fly a little bit. No doubt, I loved it. Um, yeah, I guess you know I used to follow the Big Ten pretty closely, but um, just in the past haven't. You know, life catches up to you, and and I just got hooked on the Premier League a few years ago. Um, and I'm a snob, so I say Premier League now, not I noticed, Premier. I so, noticed that. It uh, irritated me. Yeah, hopefully everybody, <laughs> everyone can enjoy that. Um, but uh, actually what I want, I didn't even tell you this, but I realized that last night we met at a soccer field at the University of Iowa. Yeah, we did. How about That's that? actually really funny to bring that up. Yeah. You were, I believe you were covering soccer for, or no, you were, you were teaching me how to work a camera, I think. For, Something like that. For Matt Jansen. Allegedly, Matt couldn't do it. Shout out, reason. shout out, Jansen. Uh, but, um, uh, but yeah, um, I think you like were covering the soccer team for the DI and helping me figure out how to run a camera or something, something like that. But the start of just- our legendary media careers, no doubt. <laughs> yes. um, but yeah, I just realized that. So you know, we we got that history here. Um, I guess we just get right into it. I mean, we're just kind of winging it. So. Um, <laughs> The only thing I was going to say, too, is as I was thinking about this, um, like I grew up in Iowa City in a college town. It's part of who I am. I was trying to figure out why I like got hooked on the Premier League, um, and I finally figured out. So those teams over there, yes, you got your big cities, London, Manchester, whatnot. Um, but really, so many of these clubs are in these small little towns throughout England, and it's so much smaller, obviously, yeah. than a country here. And, and I relate everything back to you know growing up. In this, but um, you know that's really what college football is like. You know, you got your Iowa Cities, yeah. your Champagnes, and these places there, Columbus, um, and that's kind of where I just realized 
that's they have so much more identity because that's where they're from and the cities, the towns, the fan bases. What are your thoughts on that? Yeah, I mean that's why you're paying four hundred dollars a night for a hotel room in a in a small college town, you know, with the minimum two night stay, you know, because you're staying in towns that aren't necessarily built to have the, you know, for the infrastructure that comes in on on a game day. Um, you know, they've adjusted and done a like really good job of that, but there's a lot of, you know, there's seven days a year where these towns turn into basically something so mm-hmm. much bigger than themselves. Um, and yeah, that's a, that's a really good point. Um, you know, like, you know, if you, if you just drove through Iowa city, you think, Oh, nice college town and, you know, fairly quiet. Like if you're driving through on a Wednesday afternoon or something, and then if you showed up on a Saturday morning, you'd probably have a completely different opinion of the place. And, and yeah, so I think that's, sure. a, that's a pretty good comparison right there. For sure. Well, I wrote in the first try to get all fancy and poetic and give this big intro, and then I didn't didn't come out the way I wanted, and it didn't really come out now how I wanted. But um, I just said, hey, we're going to get right onto it in the newsletter to the rankings. So let's get now. The only uh, the only question I have for you is, you know, what did you learn about uh, the Premier League as you going through any big things you figured out? Yeah, I think. Um, <clears throat> well, one thing I learned already, and we'll get to this later, is that like there were a lot of really accurate kind of seeming comparisons. And, um, and then there were a few where like, I clearly like, you know, I think the terms like got caught with your pants down. Like I didn't know what I was doing. Like I, I was like, com- you know, I, I've already had at least one person reach out to me and tell me that I did wolves dirty, but I compared them to Rutgers. And we'll get to that later. But, <clears throat> but yeah, <clears throat> I think I just learned in general, like that, you know, Every league has, you know, their fans, you know, that are good fans. Every, every team, you know, every league has teams. And every team has the good fans, the bad fans, and the fans that sort of, like, identify, like, are the identity of the team. And um, I think college football is very much like that. You have, like, your really good fans, and every every college football team has fans that the other fans cringe at, you know, when they're on social media or whatever. But, uh, you know... Mm-hmm. I guess being so ingrained in the college football world for the last, you know, 10, 15 years, um, you know, I was sort of thinking that that was like something a little more special toward college football. And it definitely is, is outside of the sport. For sure. Yeah. I'd say more so than like an NFL or an NBA that are in these big cities. They're all, that's where they have to be. Um, you know, they just don't have those identities that, that some of these teams do. The fans, you know, you grew up in Iowa city like me or, you grow up in, you know, Leeds, like you're, those fans span generations. Right. Know, that's, that's who you're going to uh, go for. You know what the logo is before you even know what it is. You don't, 100%. you know, you probably had seen the Iowa logo a million times before you actually even really knew what that was, you know? hundred mm-hmm. so. percent. Well, um, I'm glad you, you know, dove in and want to learn a little bit here and, uh, it's time to get to it because this is the fun stuff. So, um, you started off, you know, just on fire. I, I asked, we started, uh, we're going to go with the East division first and we're going in alphabetical order of the teams um, from the Premier League. So I, I started with Arsenal. Um, you picked Michigan. Now I possibly led you down that road, but I know you would have come to that conclusion anyways, because it is probably one of the top three most obvious comparisons 
Talk yeah, about it. it felt like, uh, you know, what's the saying? Like, horse being led to water. Like, I was like, this, if this isn't Michigan, like, if this isn't who we had in mind with this description, I would have been a little shocked. Um, yeah, I mean, you know, and, and, and I, I even put them around a lot of friends who went to Michigan and are great Michigan fans and, and stuff like that. Um, and, and, but they have a little bit of a reputation and uh, not those specific people, but as a whole, Michigan fans. And, some of the Michigan fans I know are are not of like the the good variety and and uh, you know like just looking through this um, you know elitist fans who don't cheer at games the big house is notorious for being known as one of the biggest stadiums in the world and not being that intimidating of a place to play you know compared to places with similar capacities like playing in Columbus one it's intimidating just because of the crowd and the way the stadium's built but two I mean you're playing a juggernaut every time you play mm-hmm. there and then um Penn State a legitimately terrifying place for for road teams to play at and those capacities are all close you know talking to some Big Ten football players over the years stuff you'd always hear them bring up Iowa Wisconsin before you bring up Michigan as, as the toughest road environment. And so, you know, one, it's just the reputation and two, it's coming straight from the horse's mouth. So the players who played in there and they're like, Oh yeah, we like, we went into Michigan, you know, or, yeah, like they beat us, but it wasn't like, uh, you know, it wasn't like we couldn't hear the quarterback shouting the audible audibles down the line or anything. So, um, yeah, that kind of made me think of it. And then also had a tough time getting back to its glory days because, you know, Jim Harbaugh has kind of established some better consistency at Michigan, but, they're still nowhere close to the way they were when they were rolling with Lloyd Carr. Um, you know, they, I think they might actually have some more talent collectively on some of these teams, but for some reason they just can't get over that hill. Um, you know, they might drop their, they lose Ohio state pretty much every year. Then they might drop like one or two other games that kind of take them out of contention before that Ohio state game even comes, you know, at the end of the season. So, Mm -hmm. yeah. Yeah. Uh, not a whole lot to add. It's literally so spot on. It's crazy how accurate that is. Um, I would just say, yeah, the Emirates, their stadium, very similar to Big House. That's a great point that you made. You know, you even watching on TV here, um, the stuff I've picked up is you'll see their fans like leaving to go in a halftime or whatever it might be um, before. Whereas like other stadiums, that is like frowned upon. Soccer is then there's a break and then 45 more, right? So there's no timeouts, but when you see like a, a fan base like that get up and leave, it's just like okay, you know this. You have one break coming, so why are you leaving? Um, uh, there was one more thing I want to point out. Oh, I, I guess I just wanted to say, you know, here's the thing: we don't really have to apologize too much for maybe putting that label on them. Arsenal was really freaking good in yeah, the two thousands. Well, they are one yeah. of the most successful Premier League teams um, since it began in ninety two. So this is not, you know, a necessarily downgrade. It's just that. Now, in this decade, they have gone downhill a little bit. Talent's there. It's not maybe a team as it used to be. So I completely agree. Yeah. Like I even mentioned in the blog, like Michigan pumps out draft picks. Um, they have so much talent. They recruit really well. They have a great program. A lot of programs would die to be mm-hmm. Michigan in their current state. Michigan fans just kind of have a next tier of expectations that very few teams in the country would meet. And that's kind of what they expect from their team. And, you know, so in some ways it's, it's even a little unfair to knock Michigan for some of the things that 
that I have over the years just because, you know, the expectations are a little unreal, unrealistic mm-hmm. to begin with. Um, yeah, that, that you know, I, I mentioned they they have a ton of talented players and some good coaching and stuff like that in that program. For sure. And we probably should mention, although anyone listening to this probably already knows, we're both Iowa grads. Um, I guess we talked about that a little bit at the top, but, you know, there's, there's going to be a little bias here, just uh, some Hawkeye fandom. Um, it, it might Capital come day. through. Yeah. All right, we got 19 more, so we're going <laughs> to cruise through. Um, next is Brighton, and where I differed a little bit from you, but talk about your pick. Yeah, so you said generally bottom table, uh, cool and clean kits. I met, you know, I was thinking sharp uniforms, and and so I went Maryland, um, and and an attacking style, fun attacking style. Like Maryland, the few times a year that they are firing on all cylinders, they're lighting up the scoreboard, running all over teams, getting the RPO going, um, you know, stuff like that. They usually have a mobile quarterback, which is usually fun watch. Um, again, when they're firing on all cylinders, they just don't do that very often. Um, you know, and it usually happens in the first month of the season, and then they scratch and claw for a win or two through October, November. But, um, but yeah, so that that's why I went with Maryland there with the uniforms, mm-hmm. um, bottom table, but a fun attacking style. And um, like I said, the only difference there was that I didn't Michael Oxley probably not considered an up and coming coach in the industry because he's he's been around for a while. Gotcha, gotcha. Pretty close. Yeah, I'll, I'll agree with a lot of those things too. Um, I would personally go with the team uh, Crystal Palace here um, for a few of those same reasons. They just, they never quite, uh, never quite going to be a fearful team, but they can sneak up on some people. Um, Crystal Palace too, they're located in South London and uh, never been there, but I'm just imagining it's pretty close to the DC area that Maryland's in. So we're just going to pretend like that's true. Um, Great uh, pick with wedding crashes, by the way. Yeah, uh, a nice little quote. I mean, you watch the movie Wedding Crashers, like ever since I watched that movie, I'm like, oh, I gotta go to Maryland someday. It looks pretty cool. Crab cakes and football. Yeah, exactly. Crab cakes and football. All right. Also, I gotta ask you do you, Do you know what the table is when I'm referring to table? Um, I'm assuming it's like the standings, like the tiers. Yeah, it's the like, standings. Okay, standings. So uh, yeah, there's no playoffs uh, essentially in the Premier League. You play. 38 matches you play your 19 at home 19 away everybody away and whoever has the most points at the end wins and that's how it works so when uh yeah when someone's at the bottom of the table um obviously they just they've lost or drawn more matches than they've won um so that's pretty simple um you know but it really is a good indicator because you play everybody home and away there's no really subjectiveness to it to be honest so yeah that's true just was curious if you uh, knew the term we're we're gonna move on Next is Chelsea, and uh, pretty pretty good comp here, I have to say. Go for it. Yeah. I went with Penn State. Um, you know, Chelsea's one of the Premier League teams or Premier League teams <laughs> um, that I've heard a lot about, you know, seen on social media, stuff like that. Like, people I know who are just getting into soccer always kind of seem like Chelsea's one of the teams they gravitate to. Oh, and also people who know a lot about soccer also gravitate to them. It, it seems like they're um, sort of a likable entity from that standpoint. Um, uh, passionate fan base. Um, you, you mentioned they had an active fan base. Fan base. Um, and yeah, I mean, Penn State's just a solid overall program. You're not gonna, you're not gonna just like crap out a fluke win against Penn State. 
Like you're going to have to bring it for all 60 minutes and it's going to be maybe the biggest win of your season or one of the biggest wins of your season if you beat Penn State. Um, and, and James Franklin's done a pretty good job there. He probably qualifies as a big-time head, head coach by now. So big-time head coach. For sure. Pretty good pick, pretty good pick. Um, definitely don't disagree with it. There's a few that are pretty close here. Um, again, we're, we'll get to those. I'm just going to say that I would go with Manchester United here as the closest. Um, Sir Alex, Alex Ferguson was there for over 22 years and won 13 titles. Pretty comparable, I think, to um, Joe Paterno in that aspect. So they have that. And then hasn't quite got it back ever since um, he stepped down. Um, Manchester United's had a few coaches in out, but always going to have talent. And you can never write them off. I mean, they're going to be there. Um, for that Big Ten title race by the end of the season, pretty much no matter what because of that talent. So, um, But pretty close with Chelsea. Um, okay, next up, I thought this was a great one. I agreed 100%. Again, maybe I led you toward it, but you know, it's it's pretty pretty simple one. It's Leicester City and you had Michigan State. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> you mentioned blue collar. That's, that's what Michigan State's best teams have been. Um, you know, they've had talented players over the years at Michigan State, obviously, but their best teams are not typically lighting up the scoreboard, beating you 42-3. to They're beating you 17-3, uh, and it's the most physically unpleasant game that you played in your entire season. I mean, they, uh, you know, they, they bring it. They've won some Big Ten championships in a division that includes Michigan, Ohio State, and Penn State, which is crazy. Um, just if you looked at, if you lined up the recruiting, Michigan State is always almost going to be below those three. Um, you know, Barton's has thrived off that little brother mentality, um, which, you know, kind of brings that chip on the shoulder and, and that blue-collar attitude. Um, you know, especially when you share a home state with Michigan and, and they get – all the credit in the world, and, and in this decade, they haven't come, or I guess the last decade now, whatever whatever decade we're in, who knows, but, uh, you know, the 2010s, uh, Michigan State absolutely took over that rivalry. Um, ever since Mike Hart called, Michigan running back Mike Hart called Michigan State little brother, Michigan State has completely owned that rivalry and just overall success. Um, Michigan State's been to... Um, I think three Big Ten championship games, and they've won two of them. And Michigan's never qualified for the Big Ten championship game. So, you know, they get they can get the job done, and it might not look pretty, and it might not be with the most highly rated players, but they, they get the job done. Yeah. No, that's a great call. Um, so Leicester's located in the Midlands. It's central England, between Manchester, between London. So they don't get any of that respect from like those big urban cities. Um, but in their own right, you know, a great vibe. They have really good talent. They have a pretty good budget, and they can pick up some good players here and there. Um, they're most known for their uh, league win uh, title in 2016, like 5,001. You know, I remember. It, it, was, uh, it was pretty nuts. I remember working at ESPN when that happened. Yeah. <laughs> that was uh, just an absolutely yeah. crazy thing to see. And then the other thing was last year they beat, I think it was Southampton 9-0, you know, so they're capable of, of yeah, that. But, yeah, I mean, they have the talent to do it, but most of the time they're just going to kind of go about their business um, and, and take care of business in that sense. So, all right, moving on to Liverpool. Who you got? 
uh, OHIO, man, there, or as I said in the blog, OHPL, um, I think you got to go with Ohio State here. It sounds spot on. Um, I would have thought that had you not mentioned LeBron, but LeBron, huge Buckeyes fan. Um, you know, he's also probably a fan of the, uh, obviously he's a place for the Lakers. He also probably works for the Yankees, the Indians when they're good, the Cavs when they're good, oh. but no. <laughs> oh, okay. I'm just kidding. LeBron's amazing. I, I'm not a LeBron hater, but, uh, but no, like when seeing that LeBron was a, <laughs> you said he is involved as an investor. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, um, I think if he could be an investor of Ohio State football, he also would be that. Um, and it's just a national brand that pumps out success. And, you know, I'm, I'm picturing LeBron James and, and a bunch of his teammates a few years ago dancing on the side of the, um, on the sidelines for the Ohio State Michigan game. And, uh, you know, I'm kind of picturing the same thing happened at a Liverpool. So. For sure. Uh, yeah, eh, not, not too much I'll say. I'll have to maybe put this in uh, a poster on social, but there's a great image of him um, at Liverpool. But, you know, the style about 15 years ago or whenever it was, was, was pretty rough. And he was this giant, you know, XL uh, button down on. So everything's, sl- everything's slimmer these days. Yeah. Didn't age as well. Um, yeah, not too much else to say. I, I agree with that one. And um, it, one thing that I think you – I made a point about their backups, you know, their reserve players are pretty dang good. And I think you said the same thing about Ohio State's yeah. talent and they're too deep could oh, probably yeah. take a lot of people. So I thought that was a good comparison. Yeah, they're, Ohio State's too deep. A lot of a lot of teams in the Big Ten, Ohio State's too deep. Like they're they, they could if all their starters say all their starters tested positive and mm-hmm. the backups had to play, I'd be pretty confident that they could at least hang, if not win, mm-hmm. pretty much any game they'd be pitted in. Next up, we have Southampton. Go for it. I went with Indiana. Um, you mentioned, like, you know, a posh club, and Indiana's like a, known as, like, a pretty beautiful campus and stuff like that. Um, in Bloomington, um, you know, it, you said, this this probably isn't a direct relationship. You said one of the best academies. Indiana's known as a one of the better academic schools in the Big Ten. Um, and uh, honestly, like, basically, it's tough for the Hoosiers with football because it's a basketball school. No matter what Indiana ever does in football, it's the same thing with Kentucky. Kentucky's got a quality football program just like Indiana now. And the fan base is kind of just trying to get to basketball season with football. Like, hey, don't be terrible, and and let's let us have some fun until basketball starts, and then and then get going. Um, Indiana is a very very quality program. Uh, that's kind of something that's developed over the last decade that maybe wasn't so much um, in place before uh, with Tom Allen and Kevin Wilson kind of elevating the status of that program. Um, they hang with a lot of teams that they used to just get absolutely blown out by. Um, they, they still have trouble kind of climbing through the mid tier and winning that big game. Um, you know, but I, I think, uh, that was, that, that made the most sense here. Great pick. This is one where I originally, I had Brighton, um, when I went through my list originally, but actually you swayed me and it's actually a really good pick. A lot of similarities. Um, not even sure you know it, but. Southampton, red and white. So you actually <laughs> even made it, made it even better with Indiana. And it's funny you bring up basketball too because 
they you know they wear those candy stripe pants warm-ups in basketball mm-hmm. and that's basically the stripes on Southampton's jersey so if we're going just in terms of uh uniforms pretty pretty close I just look it up yeah there you go <laughs> yeah all right on to a fun one here uh the sorry, Wolverhampton Wolves. Wolves go ahead and send your apologies I'm very sorry but the only so someone has to be Rutgers you yeah know, like someone I'll had tell to be you Rutgers. And I should have just texted you and said, who is the least competitive team in the PL (laughs) on a regular basis? And and I really like, I'm not trying to knock Rutgers, but it's, this is just facts. Like if you look at the actual facts, they are the least competitive team. Like I hate like kicking teams when they're down and like all these Rutgers punchline jokes and stuff, they all get like annoying and obnoxious. Like they're trying to win. Like I'm not trying to do that here, but just statistically, have been the worst. So I pulled out of the, your Wolves description, in the end, not a contender for a title, which I said that describes Rutgers, but they're also not a contender in the beginning or the middle either. Um, so, yeah, and then you texted me, or I think you replied my tweet and said that the that Wolves finished 7th uh, out of 20 last year. Yeah. I would have never compared them to Rutgers. Yeah. We're talking more, that's Michigan State mm-hmm. level, that, mm-hmm. that tier of the the conference so yeah i i am i'm apologizing to to wolves because i'm not gonna lie that's one of my favorite nicknames like animals for a team to be named after our wolves i grew up a huge chicago Wolves hockey fan there you go it's an awesome like like thing to be have your team named after i'm actually kind of surprised that more art mm-hmm. intimidating you know yeah. like, they have all these cool things kind of sound like they're going for them so i just kind of feel bad about it. and yeah. the industrial revolution that's uh-huh. pretty badass you know and and I don't know. I Are you looking up their logo? No, but you're gonna I love think it. I'm gonna know, yeah. You're gonna love it. Yeah. Uh, Hawkeye fans, this could be your team. Black and gold, wolves. Oh yeah, that's sweet a logo. logo. Right it's it one of the looks best. Like a craft brewery logo too. It's, it can, it's it's definitely like the most modern looking. It's awesome. One of the best in the league. Um, yeah, I just will take this opportunity to educate you a little more. Um, so it's not your fault, but yeah. yeah, seventh in the PL. When I say they're not a contender, so the way it works is the top four will make Champions League. That's where you make big money. That's where you make – it's almost like the BCS or something, right? Okay. So to keep these uh, comparisons going. So you want to make that top four really important. The next couple, five, six, seven, there's chances to play in like the Europa League, which is like the NIT type of deal okay. to go into basketball terms. Um, so that's when I say they're not a contender, but they're like, they're right up there and they do a lot with what they have. Again, not in a major market necessarily. Um, but you know, very respectable team. I had them as a Minnesota, um, personally myself. So really, you know, even if we're going off the uniforms, pretty comparable, flashy, um, got some gold, got some, a shade of red kind of maroon in there. Um, but yeah, like, you know, a team that plays pretty hard, has a lot of weapons, um, and again, we'll get to a Minnesota later. So that's who I had. Um, is that our last pick in the in the East there? It is our last All pick. All right. In the East. Let's rock and roll. Aston Villa. Yeah. <clears throat> um, didn't make any friends in Lincoln on this one. Um, you know, deep history, not much recent success of any substance whatsoever. Um, celebrity fans. And a coach with youthful ties to the program. I mean, this has Nebraska written all over it. Um, and 
and and uh, you know the Huskers. You know, you meant you mentioned that that uh, they have a deep history. The Huskers have a very prominent history, which uh, you hear about a lot because that's all their fans have to talk about is stuff that happened like twenty or thirty years ago. Um, yeah, I mean, you know, what are you doing? I'm burying you. Um, <laughs> you know, like Gabrielle Union, huge Huskers fan. Dwayne Wade's been there by default. Probably a Huskers fan, whether he wants to or not. Uh, Adam Devine. Larry, the cable guy who I've had the opportunity to meet and actually right. like have lunch with and stuff at ESPN. Really nice guy, um, but he is a Huskers fan. Um, and yeah, like, you know, Scott Frost grew up in Nebraska, boyhood fan, had great success, won a national title there as a quarterback after transferring back from Stanford. Um, success as a coach hasn't really come around yet there, but yeah, I mean... You know, as I'm talking about the comparison of these two teams, I've just got the song Glory Days by Bruce Springsteen playing in the background of my head. There you go. That's, that's kind of the, the there you go to go there with Nebraska. Yeah, I mean, I, I know some Nebraska people, and I like them, and they're, they're all nice, but uh, their fans are pretty brutal on Twitter, too. And they just kind of – they're those fans that sort of just like – they just throw up a little softball, you know, for you every time that you're, you know. Again, we're about yeah. the facts on this yeah, podcast. This is just facts. We are about this the is facts. Unbiased facts, right? Um, That's what we're about. Not bad, not bad. Honestly, you you might have swayed me a little bit. I had a different club here. I had Leeds in mind, um, so we'll get to them. But essentially, it was because of Leeds' really good run. Uh, gosh, a couple of decades ago, but then they actually got de- uh, relegated to level two. So oh, wow. they they are back in the Premier League this year for the first time in 16 years. Um, so maybe maybe they're not Leeds because Nebraska is not back yet. So no, um, I almost sure. honestly like a mixture there of Villa and Leeds, I think, is, is a pretty good uh, way to go. Uh, let's go with Burnley Football Club. Yeah. Here come the Hawks, baby. I mean, rough and tumble style. Uh, their stadium is not an enjoyable place for away teams to play. Um, you know, the only thing missing here is, you know, if you would have just mentioned that they have like a version of Melrose Avenue outside of their stadium, and who knows, maybe they do. Um, I picked the Hawkeyes here. Um, you know, I was known to be rough and tumble, pretty physical team on both sides of the ball. Like, you know, if you watch Iowa's offense, like those receivers are blocking their asses off. They're not just out there trying to like, you know, make a catch, make a big play on every play. Like, you know, tight ends can spring for a 60 yard touchdown or, or put you into the ground on a running play. Um, and then you said staying in the top flight, like the Hawkeyes, also a bowl game, very, very uh, infrequently are they, you know, not playing in a bowl game. Um and uh, an established head coach who overachieves based on resources. That's Kirk Ferris to me. Um, you know, Iowa's one of the best developmental programs in the country. And, you know, Coach Ferris, as we both know, is a first-class human being on top of all of that. So, you know, I think Burnley seems likable. And, uh, yeah, and, and then, you know, to, to be unbiased here with our Capital J journalist hats on, um, you know, the uh, the Hawkeyes only claimed one national title in 1958, and they they split it with someone. Um, and Burnley's was in 1962. So that, that's even pretty similar within, you know, four years of each other. So, yeah. Pretty good call. You, you might have talked me into it a little bit. So when you first, 
you texted me an image of their their crest, which is it's like so old school that it's almost new school again. It's it's kind of cool. Um, but you texted me and you said this is my new squad, my new club, and I was like, okay, interesting pick. And it was before I had read who you picked, so I didn't even know you meant that was an Iowa thing. Um, so here's the thing, Burnley last season 